0: This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissick. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissick. And thank you to our special sponsors, iris.co.uk. Martin, you saw a great video just recently from Iris, didn't you? Yeah, well, I think people don't understand. Iris is they were ahead of
1: the game for MTD Phase 1 because they were the first software there to be listed as approved by the C T D filing. And guess what? They're fully prepared for the next. So they've got an MTD webinar on demand that you can catch up with at any time. Rob, where do they go to, to see this?
0: It's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. That central Making Tax Digital for our international listeners. And there's some great stuff there that you need to know to guide you through the whole Making Tax Digital initiative. So iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar, right, Martin?
1: That's right. So wherever you are in your journey, Iris know that they have the knowledge and tools to help you in the next steps. That's iris.co.uk forward slash MTV webinar.
0: Well, welcome to the show and I'm thrilled to have you today. All the way
2: from New York, Hitendra Patil. Good day, sir. Thank you so much for having me on the show. and so thrilled to be here.
0: Well, Hitendra, people may not have heard of you. So tell us a little bit about your
2: background and your areas of expertise. I've been in the accounting profession for the last 16 years or so. Before that, I was in the capital market, all through technology-enabled services profession in numbers and technology has been a part of my life. I work with the accountants world as the director of customer success and accountants world basically sells its solutions only to accounting firms, not to their clients. Then I wrote a book on account tenure and in my day-to-day work, I interact with accountants all the time. So that gives me more insight into what's working, what's not working for the accounting profession and the accountants and the accounting firms of different sizes. When you talk to these accountants
0: all the time, what sense do you get of how they are coping with what is happening
2: right now? I think one of the key things that happened was because of all these government PPP loans they call here, uh, that is, you know, providing money for small businesses as loans that can be forgiven. So most of the accountants actually got busy helping clients get those loans. We were uh, definitely worried as to what will happen to accountants' businesses because we were looking at numbers coming in in terms of unemployment rates going up uh, significantly and sharply. Mm. And will that affect accountants? clients, obviously are dead. But overall, uh, accountants seem to have coped uh, pretty well, although they've been uh, almost doing pro bono work without really charging for their uh, mm-hmm. services to get those loans and things like that. Yeah. So it's been a mixed bag, but it uh, hasn't been as bad as we feared once upon a time.
0: Now, you said that accounting is not a service business and it's not a knowledge business. So what is accounting to you?
2: In my mind, accounting is an impact business, meaning as an accountant, Accountant, whatever you do for your clients, if that work does not have an impact on their lives, on their professions, on their businesses, all that you're doing really is providing uh, some kind of numbers to the clients and that does not work. And uh, if you look at accounting as a perception, you know, I did a little survey uh, or a poll rather, and that was not uh, exposed to accountants, just to the general public and say, okay, when you hear the word accountant, uh, what comes to your mind? (laughs) And as expected, uh, uh, I got responses like tax return, valid financial statements.
0: Compliance based things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that is a necessity. And uh, people want to pay as less as possible for a necessity when you have to do things. Yeah, it's commoditized to tender isn't it yeah, e- exactly most successful accountants people who had uh, uh, not necessarily larger practices but people uh, accountants who were really happy doing what they were doing they were delivering uh, uh, immense impact to uh, their business clients mm. and even to individual clients to some extent when you doing their tax planning and things like that so I realized at that point in time if, if your outcomes are impacting positively impacting your clients lives that is accounting yeah
0: that makes really good sense and you You've coined this term accountaners, which I'm guessing is a cross between accountants and entrepreneurs. And I'm going to ask you how you came about that name, but it is important, isn't it, that accountants think like business owners because they're not brought up to be entrepreneurs, but that's how they can make the most impact. So tell us about this term nurse
2: Yeah. Uh, that actually came up uh, after a lot of brewing, I would say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to a lot of accountants, even in my previous company, I used to offer services. To accounting professions. I could feel after like a couple of years, two different categories of accountants. And one time, a firm owner from Cincinnati, Ohio, here in the US, I spoke with him, Alex, how do you differentiate yourself from other accountants? I'm not an accountant, I'm an entrepreneur, Hmm. and my business is accounting. And that triggered a thought in my mind. And then I kind of looked at all my clients and tried to remember as much as possible my interactions with them. And I could figure out that more successful accountants were thinking like their client. So they were actually as they say the old cliche, okay be in your client's shoes, living that uh, thing day in day out. And uh, they wouldn't take decisions uh, in terms of practice and compliance but in terms of uh, their own business. They wouldn't call uh, their practices a practice they'd call it a business. And that told me accountants who are entrepreneurs seem to be more successful Uh, this may not be true always but That led to my called account tenure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's very good. And you've been sharing a lot of insights around client accounting services or cash, as you call it. So tell us why that's a little bit different to what accountants have traditionally been
2: doing. Again, I go back to this uh, thing called impact. What I definitely mean by client accounting services is if you control the books, if you control the accounting as an accountant, your ability to deliver those insights based on which your impact are delivered increases significantly. And that is where client accounting services comes in place. So if you do after the fact, you know, a review kind of uh, the work, by the time you deliver insights to your clients, it's a post facto, post-mortem, and it does not help. And one thing that I have noticed in the last three, four years that I've been working on CAS uh, pretty uh, deeply is your ability to work with your clients near real time helps you deliver insights in time to help your clients make those critical business decisions yeah. and where the whole impact really comes to life. So is another phrase for CAS, simply
0: advisory services for clients? Is it similar to that, Hitender?
2: Uh, good question, Rob. Uh, CAS and uh, some people call it C-A-A-S, Client Accounting and Advisory Services. Some people okay. name it as Client Advisory Services. So there has been this confusion for some time. But typical, okay, let's say somebody uh, comes to you as an accountant and say, okay, brings three years of balance sheet or financial statements. Hey, Mr. Accountant, can you advise me? That's a very hard thing to do. Because you might, you know, look at that for an hour and you still wouldn't know what business decisions made or not made late to those numbers that you're seeing. Hmm. So in in my opinion, if you can control or if you can participate in that accounting creation while the business is happening or even before business owners take that decision, then uh, only you can uh, deliver advice to your clients. So advisory emerges from accounting. It's not the other way around. You
0: know? Yeah, I understand. And, and for that reason, you would say that client advisory and accounting solutions, that's the future model for accounting firm.
2: I definitely feel so. There's one critical reason for that as well. If you look at, uh, let's say, 10, 15, 20 years ago, uh, internet wasn't uh, as powerful as it is today. Today, so the word so the cloud solutions has become so synonymous with uh, most of the software. But in the olden days when uh, cloud was not there, uh, the desktop software meant uh, the business owners, typically the small business owners, had to keep the software in their offices and they would give a copy to the accountants when they needed or when they wanted. And uh, that kind of did not allow accountants to deliver uh, near real-time advice to the clients. Because of this uh, newer technology, it has become possible for uh, you as an accountant to deliver advice when it matters, not, you know, oh, you could have done this or you could have done that.
0: I read somewhere that you pulled off the largest survey in the United States around client accounting services. What were some of the key insights from that, Hitendra?
2: Yeah, that was uh, unbelievable. You know, when the survey was published, we got like 8,000 plus responses. Firms of all sizes uh, responded to that, including solo practitioners to the top 100 firms in the United States state, 90% of the respondents were owners or managing partners of their firms. So decision makers really participated in that survey. And what we found was even solo practitioners were offering cash or wanting to offer cash. And that ratio went from one as to four, one as to five in that one one firm not offering versus five firms offering cash to one in 18, uh, one as to 18, that is 18 firms offering cash in that tip 5 to 20 employees uh, small firms, which is the largest population of accounting firms in the U.S. And then we saw that there are seven top services that most accountants uh, say that are part of their CAS package and there are five more that uh, constitute about 12 different services that uh, accounting firms offer under CAS umbrella. When I looked at firms that do not offer CAS, those firms were offering about five to six services. It means uh, for every firm that offers cash versus uh, that does not offer cash the ratio was 1 S to 2 so if you don't offer cash you're offering one service whereas uh, the cash firm offers double the number of services yeah. and that led me to another uh, insight uh, from the straight itself as to what's the size of the firm that's offering these services typically you would say oh if you want to offer more services you will need more staff right but that was not necessarily true so which means uh, the firms that were offering cash uh, predominantly had their work flows in place, their technology had optimized their effort, they were using a lot of automation uh, in their offices. So their number of staff members was not necessarily larger, just uh, to offer those higher uh, level of or higher number of services. So those were some of the key things that came up in those top seven services that I mentioned. One was really a surprise to me, although it's a good thing uh, that I felt good about, was uh, payroll services. Payroll once upon a time was all pain, no gain. There was no technology that could automate uh, at the you know ground levels. The big payroll companies had massive computers, mainframes, and things like that. That made it possible for them to make profits, but not at the uh, small accountant uh, firm levels. Yeah. And plus, plus, compliance has been always uh, you know very complex. For over the last uh, 10 years or so, payroll technologies have evolved. A lot of compliance has gone into the core itself. Exactly. Yeah. So that makes it profitable for firms to offer payroll, accounting services, uh, bill payments, services right up till their taxes, is sales tax, computation and compliance. That has uh, grown like uh, anything. Advisory, by the way, is still picking up. And the, the ratio came to about 40% firms saying they offer a real advisory service, which means they have package that is defined for advisory, which means what is the advice do they give, at what frequency and at what price. When you speak to a client and you know the client asks some questions and you talk about it, that's not really advisory. You have to monetize is your advisory. And that is what I found about 40% firms. Uh, and that grew like 20%, maybe three years, four years ago to 40% now. Yeah.
0: So with Accountants World, your company, you help accountants all over the world. What kind of things do you help them with?
2: Accountants World uh, has been dedicated to uh, accountants. The single line commitment is we will not sell our software to accountants' clients. Accountants in turn can give access to their clients if they wish to, depending upon how comfortable accountant is in terms of the ability of the client to manage accounting uh, transactions in in software, which means at every point in time in our development, in our processes, we're always thinking, how will an accountant use this particular solution in their office and what kind of services they can offer given uh, this kind of a design of the service? And plus, because it's always been 100% cloud. In fact, the word cloud was not there when this company uh, started building products on uh, internet it used to be called the internet-based or the web-based solution. So we were a little ahead of time. And uh, then we uh, looked at, okay, what do small businesses want to really do in their offices using an accounting software? Obviously, small businesses cannot afford sophisticated high-end ERP solutions. So we found that many small businesses actually use the accounting software as like a mini micro ERP to do business transactions, like uh, no write checks, issue invoices, and things like that. So then we uh, decided, okay, let's, give a collaborative access to the clients to do only those functions that they're required to do. And then uh, we added a uh, payroll solutions. Solution Payroll Relief uh, is one of the most automated payroll solutions uh, out there in the market here in the United States and uh, sold exclusively to accounting and payroll firms. And around that, we have uh, four or five other products that are all uh, integrated uh, at the back end, uh, really core, which means if you w- want to uh, use five different solutions for a given client, you can Switch between those solutions with one click. So, you don't have to log in and log out for every different solution for the same client. So, we obviously had to you know, look at how best we can help accountants. It's not just the technology. And if you look at the technology spend of an accounting firm uh, on a technology or accounting or a payroll software, it may not be more than 1% or 2% of the total revenue. So, there is a lot that goes around the software processes, training of uh, staff, even training of clients who want to use. So, we decided we will give another whole spectrum of uh, inputs, insights and support to accountants. So we built around uh, concierge onboardings, uh, help desk and all trained in accountants processes. They're not just technology troubleshooters. What will an accountant need to be successful in his or her practice? And obviously we were talking to our own customers, accounting firms who grew and who were successful. What are they doing differently that others are not? So, we deliver a lot of insights. Uh, we deliver expert webinars throughout the year. So we call uh, uh, quite a, a number of influencers to come in and share different insights with our audience of accounting.
0: And you've mentioned technology a lot, tender in your answers. Do you feel that the technology is taking over? What's coming up for the accounting world in your mind?
2: Yeah, as I've been uh, reading about it, a uh, lot of talk about automation, AI, BART, machine learning, and things like that. And yeah. then I, the uh, survey, I think it was, uh, which said 94% of accountants' work will be disappearing because of uh, technology. And I got uh, very perturbed with that when <laughs> I for the first time. So how did they come up with uh, this kind of a uh, number? So then I go into dictionaries to find how is accounting defined or the word accountant is defined. And if you look at dictionaries even now, those definitions seem to be from the year 1900, not 20. Right accountants do ton more work uh, than what those definitions mean. And then I go into, okay, compliance, defined work. And obviously anything that is defined or governed by a rule is pretty much well-defined and hence it is possible to core that into the program. So that can be done, but what about connecting the dots? What about understanding a client's business? What about relating a client's business decision or not making a decision to the numbers that come up to be? So there's a lot of that work that is not easy easy for technology to replicate so i actually you know wrote a piece on that called Why Your Child Won't Be an Accountant. And that's <laughs> not that accounting profession is losing its sheen, but because accounting's perception is something that needs to be changed. Accountants are not just balance sheets and tax returns. Yeah. So That came to be uh, one of the most uh, viral uh, articles in the profession. I remember somebody telling me, the NASBA chairman here said okay, that's the article that made the most impact on him. After that, I wrote a series of uh, posts about why automation is not a threat for you. You know? it's actually actually gives more profitability to accounting firms, provided you look at it differently and you upgrade yourself. So if you still you know, go into preparing right up, you know, after the fact, balance sheets, and just tax, pure tax returns, uh, you might feel the heat. But if you upgrade yourself uh, towards the higher end of the spectrum, CAS and advisory, then uh, you will actually ride the automation wave.
0: Yeah, that makes good sense. Hey, Tender, it's been great talking to you today. If accountants listening want to learn more about the survey, the research, that you're doing and read some of the great stuff and perhaps even work with you, what's a good way for them to reach you?
2: The best way is go on my LinkedIn profile and connect with me. That's the social media platform that I use the most. And CPA Trendlines is where I publish a lot of my posts, Accounting Today, Accounting Web. There are multiple publications, but, you know, get in touch with me on LinkedIn because wherever uh, I publish, I do post something about it on LinkedIn. So you'll always know.
0: That's great. And would you leave us with some advice for the accounts Firms listen to help them overcome the challenges posed by COVID and the economy, the potential recession that is coming up. It's going to be a tough 2021. So, how would you encourage them?
2: You know, I'll go back to the beginning of uh, our discussion today, Rob, uh, when we said, okay, we were surprised that accountants were more busy. Uh, and one of the things I distinctly remember one of our top customers, a great firm, the owner of the firm said, I have calls booked every half an hour, 12 hours a day. I never never spoke to my clients so much. And that is one of the biggest keys for you to overcome the challenges of this economy. That is take back your relationships with your client. You know, among all other things, you're building your office, your processes, your technology, your know-how, your wisdom. Among all of that, the most precious asset that you have is your client relationship. So you start talking to them. This is a time when they need real professional advice from you and you talk to them, you find out where they are struggling. Give them those insights. Don't try to sell anything right now because I you know a friend in need is a friend indeed. People remember, if you, you know, look at the science of influence and in behavior sciences, reciprocation is one of the top six traits of human beings. So if you help now, uh, they're going to help you uh, in future. Plus, take back what you have offloaded to others just because you thought, it oh, it's too much time it will take for me to process. Use this automation. You can take uh, services like payroll back into Europe. In fact, that's really something surprising that we are noticing uh, even now. A lot of firms uh, actually wanting to offer payroll services here, at least in the US. What I'm trying to indicate is your clients are still buying some of the services that you are not necessarily selling to those clients, but you can. So look at that.
0: Yeah. Well, Hitendu Partil, that's been wonderful. Thank you so much for your
2: time and your insights today. Thank you, Arav. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for thinking of me and for this opportunity.
0: Shout out to one of our newest commercial partners, it's Praxis Ignition. How would you explain what those
1: guys do? Businesses such as accounting and bookkeeping firms use Praxis Ignition to one, help them grow, two, be more efficient, and three, create win-win client relationships. How global are these guys? There are nearly 5,000 accounting and professional services firms around the world who use Practice Ignition, and they do so to win new business with impressive digital proposals. They engage clients with a clear scope of work and get paid on time by automating payment collection. PI integrates with the leading business apps such as Gusto, QuickBooks, Xero, Zapier, And it does so to automate time-consuming tasks, allowing the practitioner to run their practice on autopilot and automate time-consuming tasks, such as client onboarding or invoicing. 91% of their customers spend less time creating proposals and chasing signatures and payments.
0: 87% 87% were able to cancel other software subscriptions and 80% have fewer or no unpaid invoices at any given time. That's amazing.
1: So if you're in the US, we'd say, say hello to zero accounts receivable. If you're in the UK, we'd say, impressions that last payments made fast. And if you're in Australia, we'd say, first impressions that win new business every time. For the entire world, the bottom line is that you can get to use PI right now.
0: We've got a special offer from our PI partners. Use the code AIR21 to receive 25% of all plans for your first six months. Info.ignitionapp.com forward slash AIP for counterintuitive